Welcome to a podcast with Maeve McMahon for International Women's Day, brought to you by the Sainsbury's Inspire Network. Maeve is the Interim Director of Commercial for Argos Financial Services. Her passion for her career, her family and making positives out of the hard times really stood out in our conversation and I hope you enjoy it and learn as much as I did from her. I joined the business about eight months ago in an interim capacity. I'm the interim customer director for AFS. The theme this year of International Women's Day is choose to challenge. So what will you choose to challenge this International Women's Day? Yeah, I think uh, it's a great concept, this, um, well, number one, International Women's Day, because it's a it's a global day to celebrate the contribution of women and the achievements of women. And it's a call to action to help accelerate women's equality. I think within the theme this year, there's there's a great quote which really resonates that whole idea that a challenged world is a, an alert world and from challenge comes change. But I think we can also, if I'm not mistaken, celebrate women's achievements this year. So there's two things. I'm choosing to challenge the stigma and the misconception that we sometimes have around mental health, depression and suicide. And it's born out of a uh, a concept that's very close to my heart, where a friend of mine lost her daughter last year to suicide. And when I was kind of really consoling her in the depths of her grief, she wanted to turn that tragic moment into, into something meaningful so that she could celebrate her daughter's life. So I spoke with a couple of, well, one of my close friends, Anne-Marie Tomchak in, in London. And together with Anne-Marie, we worked for the last few months to launch a charity or a social enterprise in Ireland called ShareJoy. So I want to kind of challenge the stigma and the um, stereotypical views that people have around mental health and depression, but by celebrating both Anne-Marie Tomchak and Anne-Marie Sullivan. If I can, you know, ShareJoy is a digital well-being initiative which leverages the joy of fashion to support youth mental health in Ireland. And it was launched in January 21 um, with a an edit of 20 items that were donated by 20 famous Irish women, including, you know, Laura Whitmore, Rosanna Purcell and the like. So far, we've raised over 13 and a half thousand euros. Our February listings have just gone live. A completely digital initiative. So we've got our website, sharejoy.ie, or we're on Instagram, sharejoy underscore IE or Depop. And it was really just these women, Marie going through a really tra- tragic time in her life. But Anne-Marie, a real friend of mine who this was something that was really close to her heart as well. So we were challenging what people think about the stereotypical view of mental health and suicide awareness. So that's something that's really close to my heart. So it's a celebration of women, but also challenging those concepts that we have around, you know, mental health. Sounds like an amazing initiative that you women have worked together from a really horrible thing that's happened in in yours and your friends lives and then coming together and and make like you said making something really positive out of that so that sounds amazing I'll definitely check it out I think that's one of the things it doesn't mean that that we don't need to focus on women's mental health well Um, I think I think you're absolutely right Emily because I think especially through Covid women have if you have children at home certainly a a lot of the homeschooling and the has been left with with women whilst they're also trying to have their career and juggle so many things if you don't have children again you know you can be very often on your own potentially and it's it's something that's often overlooked and 
not talked about in the media today about, you know, the the kind of longer term societal impacts that we're living through with COVID. So it's something that certainly Anne-Marie and I felt very passionately about. And we just wanted to create something meaningful, which would make a difference in people's lives through what was um, a really sad experience. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know those things as well are, are quite hard to talk about. So thank you so much. From the Choose to Challenge and focusing on International Women's Day, do you have a woman who has been particularly influential in your life? I think that's a great question. There's a number of women who, when I think about my career, have been really pivotal and instrumental in in my career, both challenging me and giving me invaluable advice and feedback along the way. There's one woman in particular who I was working for directly. We kind of clashed. We didn't totally always see eye to eye. But looking back on, you know, 20 years, you know, looking forward now, I can probably see that we were very similar in our outlook and when she moved on we actually caught up socially and we talked through our differences over a bottle of wine and we stay in touch and today she's very much a mentor and a source of counsel and good sound career advice. She's certainly one woman who uh, opened my eyes to the fact that you don't have to get on with everyone um, or like everyone necessarily but they can be good for you and support you. Another woman who was a, a boss when I was going off on maternity leave, she gave me some brilliant advice, which was pay for the best childcare you can afford, um, because it will take the stress out of having a full on career and children at the same time. And I think that's brilliant advice. I certainly did live by it myself. Today, I would advise anyone who is trying to juggle career and kids that if you can't afford great care, childcare, make sure that you have a great support network around you as it helps to alleviate the stress. I think if, the, if I was to mention just one woman or call out one woman in particular, it's probably my mom, uh, Kitty Quinn. She is probably the standout person who's been particularly influential in my life, especially at key life moments where I made some major life decisions, whether that was going to France on an exchange program that was going to count towards my degree versus going with a group of friends, you know, when I was leaving jobs, going from one company to another. And generally, you know, she was the one who was always supportive. My dad is, is more risk averse uh, and he was he he would caution me against such activity. But she was she was always right there behind me in my corner. And I guess if, if anyone has the pleasure of knowing her, she was she was the youngest of nine children. She left home when she was 16, which took her eventually to Shannon, where she met my my dad. Um, she's had five children herself and now well into her 70s, she's still the life and soul of any party that I'm at. And she she really cares deeply about, you know, her friends and her family, but um, has raised us all to be very independent and self-sufficient. So I think it says a lot about what she went through, but she she's probably the one person who who's particularly influential in my life. Wow, she sounds amazing. And I'd love to be at a party with her by the sounds of it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Great fun. <laughs> if you could give any advice to your younger self, what would this be? Advice to my younger self. I mean, I could probably summarise that in three things. Um, I think working hard is only part of the equation. So and I'll probably expand on that in a minute. Understand how to get noticed and how to accelerate your career. And this is especially important for women. And remember to have fun. So I'm going to just go into those three things in a little bit more detail. I think the first one, when we think about working hard, I used to think, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, that if I work really hard, I'll get noticed and success will follow. I think what I've actually found in reality is, is it's, it's quite different. You know, work hard is and, and hard work is, is clearly extremely important. But I think for me, what I've learned over the past few years in particular is that hard work is only one factor for success. And the other key elements, which are really 
possibly more important is managing your state, your 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 state, your mental health, being healthy, having a healthy regime, exercising and getting enough sleep because they help give clarity of thought. And if you have clarity of thought, you can actually work harder um, and more efficiently and be more effective. And I think if we've learned anything over the past 12 months where probably all of our resilience and mental health has been tested to the limits, given what we've gone through, I think those things around, you know, sleep, exercise and managing your mental state and watching how what are your stress triggers, uh, they are way more important than just hard work in and of itself. I mean, if you build those things into your into your routine, that will just help peak performance. And I think when you look at athletes, it's not surprising that they work with mind coaches with you know psychologists to help as well as performance sports coaches because it, it, it helps their ability to be successful in in sport and so that's the first thing the second thing is really important as a woman so i think in order to accelerate your career there was research done and it's 10 years old now but it, it was called uh, the ideal worker and it was researched on by catalyst and they summarized three things that were really important for women one was making your achievements known and be visible. So write a report on your monthly achievements. Sounds simple, but make sure your boss knows what you are doing. Find your voice. So it, your performance in meetings is, is critical and that's really important in this virtual world. So, you know, don't be off camera, be on camera, raise your hand, speak up and know who your supporters are in the room. And because not everyone may support your concepts, but, you know, certainly if you let your supporters lead the idea, you, you'll find it easier to, to get buy in into whatever it is you're, you're proposing in that meeting. And then understand your influence. So understand how things get done and who gets noticed, observing the culture of the organization, observing people's behaviors and emulate those behaviors who of people you admire and you can relate to. So I think that from that research on the ideal worker, there's things that we can really learn from as women to help us in our careers. And then the final one with regards to having fun, I think, you know, my attitude here is we spend way too much time at work for it not to be fun. So find something you love doing, do it really well and do it on your terms. And I think I go back to what I said earlier, not everyone has to like you and you don't have to like everyone to be successful, but it's really important to be yourself, to be human, you know, be be kind and act with integrity. But, you know, I think here I would bring in uh, one of my favorites, Dr. Seuss, for a little quote. I think you can, you know, you've brains in your head, you've feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. Have some fun in your in your career because it's too long to, to for it not to be fun. Always have fun. That's my mm. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely take that piece away. So you've looked back at, at your career and, and given some pieces of advice there. What do you think is has been the biggest challenge in your career so far? I think it, like, it links to that conversation that we were just having, Emily, around hard work and getting balance. I think, you know, throughout my career, I've faced many challenges and disappointments along the way, whether it was, you know, not getting a promotion or, you know, feeling that something didn't go my way, etc. And and there's probably my career that I had before kids. And in that period, I had a freedom that I really didn't appreciate until I had kids, <laughs> because life after kids is very different. And, and certainly the challenge now is, is you're constantly facing that guilt of not being there um, enough for them. But I think it's important to know yourself, right, and be true to yourself. For me, I, I don't beat myself up anymore about that guilt. I know that it's important that I am happy and I thrive in work. And that that's what makes me tick, tick, if you like. And feeling valued for my contribution to the company or for the team that I'm in is is really important. 
So I think, you know, the biggest challenge is, is just really understanding that, understanding that, you know, life is not the way it is. It's, it's supposed to be. It's the way it is. Um, and it's the way you cope with it. That's what makes the difference. So I've probably learned the hard way around just working on my resilience and coping skills. And, you know, especially more recently, as I've got more senior, um, I've you know worked with a coach to actually open my eyes to the fact that, you know, you need to be able to manage and know your stress triggers and know how to manage that. Um, and don't take that stress into meetings because you'll be a lot more effective. So I think it's just that getting that balance, but being your authentic self and not beating yourself up with mom guilt, which we all do if we have kids. You said about like your pre-kids career and your post-kids career had children. How did you manage to maintain that balance in your career when that was so important to you? I think, you know, I certainly benefited from having the support of a coach which specialised in women coming back to work after maternity leave. So I actually did, I, I whilst I had a coach, I actually went against her advice and took on a new role in GE Capital when I came back after having my son because I I had two kids quite close together and I knew that I really needed to get back into work and take on a new challenge despite the fact that the advice is that you shouldn't try anything new when you come back to work because you've you're so much else to deal with but I go back to the piece I said earlier around having great childcare when we had a super nanny who was with us for six and a half years but she was brilliant because I had a role where I traveled globally and knowing that she was there or that my husband was there actually helped alleviate that stress or that guilt from being away I've learned a lot through you know the the pre-kids and the post-kids and I I totally get the if you don't have kids you I absolutely respect your time outside of work and go fill that with whatever you want to do but because women who do have children have have different pressures on their time and that's their choice right so I think you know everyone has a choice in life and and that's kind of it's it's how you manage your attitude to the choices that you make is what will be what will resonate thereafter that's one thing for everyone to focus on we all make different choices and just respecting that different people have completely different battles to take on in their lives than us and it's just being really appreciative of of everyone I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah absolutely absolutely. Thank you so much.